Hey everyone, so it's a Saturday night. Um, published a pod yesterday with Arise uh, Fejika, who um, a lot of people know by Ace. Uh, he does management services uh, for really the youth uh, in different areas and then also for a lot of NBA guys and really builds a relationship from the very early on. Um, and so I think you all are really going to like his perspective on how the game not has just changed financially, but how people can now become their own brands and really generate revenue and how that could really impact, you know, the way people see investing in the future. So I think you all are really going to love Ace's story um, and how he was able to really build something that is recognized, you know, within NBA circles as something really big and really awesome. So um, without further ado, uh, Ace. Hey everyone. So it's a Friday afternoon here and I have the pleasure of bringing on a good friend of mine. Um, we've met pretty randomly. Uh, it's a great story, but a good friend of mine who uh, is really into, you know, not just business, but he created his own brand, his own company, working with a ton of um, incredible athletes to really uh, enhance their um, you know, brand earning power and whatnot. And so um, I wanted to bring on to you today, uh, my friend Ace uh, Efejika. Uh, he is a, like I said, he's big into brand marketing and, and building a business. So Ace, thank you for uh, coming on here. Not a problem, brother. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to have you because you fit really well into, you know, the types of individuals that have come on here really lent their expertise uh but before we start on that i just want to give the listeners a little background on how we met so uh ace lives out in la uh, a place i frequent quite a bit place that i'm moving to at an undisclosed time we don't know yet but uh i met him at delilah for those of you that don't know delilah's kind of it's like it's a restaurant loungy type of atmosphere uh, very cool to meeting people. And I've always said, you know, the power of networking, meeting, you know, new people, you never know, um, you know, who you become friends with and, you know, the different parallels in people's lives. And uh, he was there and, you know, his story is fascinating. So with, with that, Ace, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background? Like, who are you? And then how have you been on this wild journey to where now a lot of guys turn to you for advice and guidance? Uh. You know, like, I, I mean, my story is not too different from everybody else's. You know, I, I like to think that I'm a product of um, good timing uh, and uh, good preparation um, and a little bit of luck uh, from Washington, D.C. Um, been in L.A. for almost two years now, full time, but much, much longer than that, like back and forth, uh, because obviously, like in this business, there's so much travel involved. You really live on the road. You know, so people ask me, like, where I'm from. I really say the road. Um, He's everywhere. So, yeah, so so much travel involved. I remember, like, traveling back and forth between L.A. and Miami, like, three times in the span of, like, five weeks. Um, so, like, you spend a lot of time in the air, a lot of time in the airports, you know, things of that nature. Um, but, you know, like my journey is uh, started in Washington, D.C., um, running a bunch of, like, AAU tournaments. Uh, for elite prospects, as you know, the DMV is one of the, you know, the hotbeds. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to attract a lot of attention 
Um, I always say a lot of tension nationally, and I always say again, a product of good timing. Around the time when really when we really got the ball rolling was around the time where like right after. Like, it's hard to believe when you go to, like, high school games now, there's, like, 40 camera people, a bunch of media members, both grassroots media and national media, NBA scouts, all types of stuff. But there's a point in time where if you came to the gym to try to shoot DeMar DeRozan, I've never been a cameraman, but if you if you came to the gym trying to shoot, like, DeMar DeRozan when he was in high school, when he was running around with, like, Romeo Miller, Master P, son, blah, 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 and, like, had this big, like, mainstream appeal, like people were actually like kicking you out the gym. They're like, you're not coming to record our high school basketball game. Like high school basketball wasn't viewed the way it was viewed now. Um, and so I came in right when it started to become a little bit more commonplace, um, but it was still not what it is today, where today you see like, I don't know, like Bronny James just played in like Paris and had a dunk and it was everywhere right after it happened. Yeah. Right. Where, um, Back then, it was like record a guy for the whole season and then put out like the DeMar DeRozan senior year mixtape. And everybody would have to like anticipate and wait on the season, you know. So, I it was started to change from there where like guys would like put out these mixtapes of like after your year, but then like sometimes people put out like, like, like quick like videos after that. So, my point is like I'm in DC seeing these videos, I'm running events, and I'm like. If I'm in D.C. and I can see these videos, um, because, like, obviously, like, it's around, like, 2009, 2010, where here comes YouTube, here comes Instagram, here comes Facebook, here comes all these things, um, which is why I say good timing. Um, I'm like, if I'm in D.C. and I can see DeMar DeRozan in L.A. or I can see whoever um, in on the West Coast or wherever, then people all across the country should be able to see what's going on in D.C., which also attracts people from all over the country to play in our events. Uh, so I started building relations with those guys. As that was happening, you obviously started building relations with the players. I was very young at the time. You know, the players were kind of seeing us having this, like, dope company where we had these events and, like, the whole city would come out. And it was, like, obviously, like, peaceful. We're from a – I'm from a very dangerous city, from a very, uh, like, inner city. Um, mm-hmm. But we were able to, like, peacefully have these events and everyone would come out. And once uh, once around 2013 came and well, really before that, I would say like 2012 and a guy by the name of Akil Carr, who may not be known today by the mainstream. But at that time, we're talking about a kid who was like nicknamed the Crime Stopper because when he played basketball, all the criminals and drug dealers would be at his game. So they would say crime would be down 20 percent. That's why they called him the Crime Stopper. Yeah. So, um. He was from Baltimore and he actually changed the trajectory of our company because his plat- plat- platform was so big. Um, and combine that with like the video guys we were like paying to come to our events to rec- to shoot um, when we didn't have players that fit that algorithm of like the YouTube views or whatever. We just wanted exposure for our company. And those two things came and met and our company took off and we became like national household names and, and a lot of different players who were like younger coming up, like would aspire to want to play in our event. So we built off that, 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 you know, momentum. And from there, it just kept getting bigger and bigger where, you know, obviously like the elite players who, you know, were like graduating in 2016 
saw what we were doing in 2013. Then the guys from 2019 were seeing what we we're doing in 2016. You know, like it'll just continue to build like that. And as we got bigger, we kept adding things to the company, whether it was content, um, you know, mark product or, you know, community outreach, you know, tech stuff, yeah. you know, speaking at different schools, we started doing all those things. A lot of those players were started to ask like, and their families would ask us like, well, can we get involved in helping them do that? Because they grew up watching us do it. They trust us. The relationship is there. Um, and we, you know, we began to do that. And from there, it just kind of like, again, continued to blossom. And, uh, you know, we just started to, once they got older, um, the parents kind of like stepped to the wayside. Cause obviously like, you know, when you're, these kids become adults, their parents aren't as in control with, as with yeah. any adult, you know? So yeah. we started dealing with the players directly and then it, tra- it transitioned from help us out with our whatever, you know, content, merch, whatever to, you know, help me with my 21st birthday party or help me with, you know, this marketing deal or help me with this, you know, secure whatever opportunity off the court, you know, blah, 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 just, just a slow progression that, just continued up generation after generation. Um, I don't know I'm being long-winded, but I'm just trying to like really it's, convey the message. So no, yeah. no, it's fascinating. Like what what you said. And there's like so many good points. One thing that I really like draw off of what you said, Ace, was there's like, you know, before high school, like accessibility to watching these high school highlights or really being discovered, it was like a lot harder. Now you're able to really, you know, share that message across the country but it goes back to a point where you know when, when you say when individuals participated in games crime would be down 20 percent, right so there's a lot of opportunities i think personally now in today's day where we can invest you know in you know these communities that really have you know a ton of talent to be discovered and you know it really helps the whole community and that's part of the reason why um you know we became friends is because that mission that you were on is something that I relate to very personally in that I believe, you know, investing in these communities and investing in different programs to help discover this talent is something that can really make huge impacts. And that's what you guys really are doing, which I think is super cool. For sure. And, and like, also like, I mean, you got to remember like, that's, that's where we come from. So, you know, a lot of times like people in the mainstream um, or people like from, uh, non-urban environments don't really understand the roman- romanticization or if for lack of a better word of like the streets or like you know uh drug dealers or you know etc but if you go down to the and look at it from a basketball perspective if you are a like semi-talented basketball player your local like i don't i don't want to be like offend whatever but like your local drug dealer will like buy you a pair of shoes will like put five hundred dollars in your pocket will like make sure you have transportation to your games and stuff will like make sure like you have like food and stuff if you're like i mean i'm just gonna be like all the way honest like there's kids that i grew up with and kids that i watched grow up who like parents were like on crack so like or father in jail home so these guys would make sure their parent like they these kids were good you know what i'm saying like in terms yeah. of money in their pocket transportation to games support them you know blah blah, blah. um and um so like for me like i wanted to like be a non-drug dealer 
and have the same effect, which would then and show kids that like, like I can be cool, whatever I can support you and doing things the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like where the whole thing, <clears throat> the added element to that, because um, people fail to realize that like capitalism comes in once they feel like there's a benefit financially. But a lot of times in these neighborhoods, these people who all, although they also help in the destruction of the community, they also help to infuse the community. So like, if you want to smoke crack, we'll sell you crack. But if you want to play basketball, we'll buy you basketball shoes. It's like a weird thing like that. Yeah. But it's like it's like that. You know what I mean? So I just want to be a person who's be positive, period. And and those are like and we need to invest more in like that. And people like you are really making that impact where you're able to, you know, segue potential negative energy into positive energy, which could really, you know, impact someone's life. I want to get to this point. So when you have so so you come into um a young individual's you know home let's say and with their parents they're at a different stage of their life let's go through a progression so like in terms of uh, what you know your company does you you help them in different ways at different stages of their life so they're being guided by their parents and whatnot very young but now let's go through the progression of when someone is going into like college or they're going to the nba like how does that change and how are you able to really Make sure that, you know, what advice do you give people when they're getting into the public eye for the first time? Because that you see like a lot of, you know, pitfalls that happen, especially with athletes. And so, like, what kind of advice do you give them as they're going through that progression? I mean, well, number one, I mean, you got to remember, like, that that has actually changed, like, as the years have gone on. Right. So because, like, society has changed. So meaning, like, you know you can't really control as much as you could before, whether you're a parent, a guardian, a handler, whatever, because there's the internet, right? And there's this like connectivity where it's like, if you're a 16 year old kid, and I'm just giving you a random example, but if you're a 16 year old kid and little Uzi Vert follows you, and it's like, yo, I saw your YouTube highlights, you're dope, I wanna come to your game. like who's going to stop that kid from following back or responding? Like, there's no policing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, if you take that same example and you put it to a pretty Instagram girl or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And they like, oh, yeah, he's going to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Let me, like, come to your high school game or your college game, whatever. Like, you can't really police that, right? But so, But it's like, what you can do is you can kind of like introduce them to that lifestyle that they're already going to be in, in a more constructive way. Right. Because it's like with any teenager, whether you're a, you know, supernatural athlete or a talented athlete, or just a regular kid, you're going to like test authority and you're going to like stretch the limits of like what you can do. And, you know, this, this like phase of discoveries, age of discovery where you're like, seeing the world and seeing different things so it's like as a parent you like or anybody who like is involved with the kid like your job is to like really just try to like give them the tools so that when they're faced with these situations they make the right decision most of the times they don't as we all made mistakes as teenagers and young people and even older you know what i'm saying yeah. but like the most thing is just to like not to like actually accept what is in front of you like you know, there's parents now that like, 
I don't know, like, again, I don't want to, like, go too, like, too deep, but there's, like, people now who are, like, delusional in regards to, like, who their kid is and what their kid does. And, like, when something bad happens, they, like, blame everybody else but the kid. Like, so it's, like, you don't think your kid smokes weed? Like, or you don't think your kid skips school? Or you don't think your kid, you know, like, you know, like, it's, like, so the best thing I do is become a person that's, like, they know that I'm not going to ever respect the wrong, but they also know that like we have the type of relationship to where like, I know that it's going on and I'm not going to like be like oblivious to that. So they're a little more comfortable when they do certain things. That's like, I know he's going to tell me I'm wrong, but he's not like going to go tell, like, like tell my parents and then like that, yeah. you know, he's going to try to like fix it, you know, because yeah. like, you know, that's just like the harsh realities of like the world we live in. Do you think social media has been good for uh, for like athletes now? Like obviously it gives you more opportunities, especially as you're coming up. But do you feel like it's been like a net positive when you break all these different things down? I mean, I, I think like, I think like it's everything is what you make it, right? Because it's like when I was growing up, it's like when I look back and think about like shows like jerry springer or something like that yeah, or like yeah or like the maury show when you like actually look like at the time it's like i didn't really take it serious because i didn't have enough information right like because like you would see like a girl on the on tv and like she brought six dudes forward and like none of them are the father and then go get like <laughs> six more none of them are the father and then like eight more none of them are the, it's like you didn't you didn't really internalize what that really meant so like yeah. it wasn't as harmful right or like i don't know like even like like RuPaul or something like Dennis Rodman, like these shenanigans you've seen on TV, like you didn't really know because you don't have enough information. You don't have enough like experience. Mm-hmm. It's only like in looking back or even like rap videos or like whatever, like you don't have enough information. Right. So I take a kid with social media today and I say it's clear that like at certain ages, they just don't have enough information. I think it only becomes enough. They don't have enough information or access. I think it only becomes, hold on. I think it only becomes um, an issue when, um, can you hear me? Yep, yep. I can hear you. It becomes an issue when they have that access, right? Like when you have, like that's the only issue that 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 is something in question. Is like because now you can actually say like, where are you? I'm here, and have those kind. You know, like it's the it's the access. Right. But outside of that, just the imagery or the what you see, that stuff has always been there. It's just that now it's not as easy as like, again, like I said, like you can go find like your favorite porn star or something or your favorite video vixen or whatever. And if you're a top athlete, you can like DM her and she can pretend that she won't look at her DMs. We know she's lying. <laughs> Whoever's like, they could pretend they don't see. Oh, someone sent it to me. Stop it. Like you could pretend, but they're gonna look at your page and say, "Oh, he's this person," and then this people are following him already, and he's verified, and he's going to this school, and blah blah blah. Like, there's access because they could be like, "I'm gonna be in your city at this time." You know, it's like, yeah, that's the only thing. It's like there's actual access, and like these people, these like people are gonna like try to like get close to you because like it's gonna help what they got going on 
Yeah, it's definitely made people more visible. I think like even on like a college level, like now with like NIL, I really think that, you know, access to social media and people being able to like, social media is like open up doors, I feel like with NIL and being able to really monetize yourself off of there. Like before, like when social media wasn't there, well, it's like, well, you're just going to have, you know, your typical, if you, if you go to like, you know, store or whatnot, you, that's where, you know, you can become a sponsor of, or they can sponsor you now with, you know, social media, when you see like the follower counts or you see verification, or as you said, or you see, you know, these different popularity things, well, it's opened up the door now for more, you know, branding and monetization, which I think, you know, ultimately on a revenue side, is like a great thing for people. Um, it just, you know, opens up the door. It, ma it makes it more visible where the pitfalls could be. And so that, you know, is, it's a trade-off. I really feel, um, I think NIL, you know, specifically has really helped, you know, a lot of athletes and it's something that, you know, social media has probably contributed a lot to. I mean, yeah, but also, I mean, to be frank, like, you know, I don't want to like, whatever, like cancel Christmas or whatever, like, but yeah. like, you know, like these guys have had money long before NIL, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I mean, this is like, I know people like want to, want to act like it's whatever, but like your favorite like college basketball player or whatever, like he's not hurting for nothing, like you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like you know, at the end of the day, it's like the difference between NIL and the way it was before is not even in the favor of the player because if you're good, you're already going to have money. The difference between NIL is that. If you're an agent, if you're uh whoever, a marketing rep, whatever, somebody who wants to be in business with a player, you can monetize with the player from the moment y'all meet, right? Like I, I, I literally like I can come to, I just make up a random name like Johnny Jones, right? Okay. And I say, yo, I had this deal from I don't want to say Upper Deck, whatever. I'm just giving you a rant, but Upper Deck. And they want to give you 15,000 and I'm going to take 20%. And this is what it is. We don't got to sign nothing. We don't got to do nothing. This is what it is. Right. Cause it's, it's really like unregulated at this point. I'm sure that's going to change, but like this stuff of like, Oh, signing with this agency, you know, like if somebody like, and I'm not trying to like disrespect nobody, but if somebody signs with Excel sports management and I come to them for doing a deal for a million dollars, they're not going to say, Oh, sorry, I can't take it. Cause I'm signed with Excel. <laughs> they're going to take the million dollars. So that, that's, yeah. that's pretend. So I'm saying like the only thing they'd probably do is give Excel the courtesy to combat that with a competing offer, like, and use that to like drive up the price. But outside of that, if I say, yo, here's a million dollars, I'm going to take 20% and there's 800,000 for you and your family. I don't, you know, I could be like, like Bin Laden or something. He's going to do the deal. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, so like the thing with NIL, the only difference is, like I said, like from the moment you meet a kid, it's not like this, like, when you watch the movie, he got game. It's like geared years and years and years of investment, getting the kid an apartment or whatever, this and that, taking care of this. And then hopefully he makes the NBA. Hopefully he stays loyal. Hopefully he signs with your shoe company or your agency or whatever. Like, no, we monetize now. And at that point, if you decide to be switch up and go elsewhere, I'll shake your hand. Cause I made money off you and you made money off me and we're cool. Like it's, it's really just like, that's the only difference. But in terms of, what they're doing for these players. Like it's, it was more so rather than an investment. Now everything's much more transactional the same way 
college basketball, recruitment of college basketball is like a joke because even high school basketball, but college specifically, because if I'm at, and I don't want to keep like, I'm just giving you examples. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not, but like, if I'm at LSU this year, I play well, I can enter the transfer portal and then go to the next highest bidder. So who has more money for me? You go Baylor? Yeah. Is, it, is it South Carolina? Is it, and then I go there or I use that as leverage to go back to LSU. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, it's more transactional. So it's like, that's the only difference. It's not this like investment and hope of a better tomorrow and hope that you stay loyal and hope that blah, blah, blah. It's like, we'll do business now. And even then it's like, I can do business with whoever I want because if I'm whoever, me, myself, like Ariza, Ace, today, if you're assigned to clutch, I don't care because if I have opportunity for you, I'm going to do business with you and clutches do nothing. Like, let's just say, worst case scenario, you sign a non a non I mean, an exclusive marketing deal yeah. and I bring you a deal. Is clutch going to sue you for the commission? No, because if they do, okay, here's your commission. Now you're fired. So they're not going to yeah. do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. okay, take commission, now I'm fired, and I'll work with him anyways. And then we'll go make money. So it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's 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 like it's like everyone kind of now is like a, in college sports specifically, it's almost like a hired mercenary, right? So it, basically you can – people, let's say, that the one and dones are always going to be there that go into college, right? The, the top players in college basketball, top lottery picks, they're always going to be one and dones. But it's really – created a market now where people that necessarily weren't going to be one and done so they can just transfer different schools based on whoever gives them more money it's right. uh it's it's there so i mean it's in that respect it really has like thrown like a wrench into the system um college football same thing it's like well i'm uh i can go maximize myself here you know after every single year like it's it's kind of crazy like how everything has changed um you know so rapidly yeah, I mean, but but like but I said, like like I said, that's like that's that's good for everybody involved, right? Because yeah. same token, you know what I'm saying? If I'm a college basketball coach and you know what I'm saying, like, and I don't like my my option at point guard, well, guess what? I'm going in the portal and I'm gonna go pay some else and say, you can go, because I need him here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same thing. I'm not committed to you for four years. I can actually be like, yo, you need to go in the portal because we're going to bring in these guys and we're going to pay them top dollars. So they're going to be on the floor. It's capitalism. It's capitalism. And that's, that's what needed to happen. I I wanted to ask you this question. So like, where do you see like brand brand brands really for athletes heading? Like it's, it's changed so much now where a lot of it's like decentralized. And I know, you know, you're big, into like you know the investing angle whatnot too and so like a lot of it's like decentralized it feels like now so like where do you see like brand partnerships how athletes like monetize themselves now like where is all that heading because it feels like even from the conversation we just had that it's changing so much and that it's going to keep changing over the next five ten years it's not even going to look like what it does now i mean i think i think three people who i have noticed that and I'm sure there's more um, with respect to everybody, but the three people who I have who I feel like have a pulse on it, but they might not quite, but I think they do, is like Jay Z, um, LeBron, and Steve Stout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because these are people that obviously have like gone back and forth between sports and music, um, um, and the music business has really laid the blueprint that sports 
basketball specifically should follow, right? Meaning like, like, I'm and Kanye too. I'm sorry, I don't even know how I left Kanye out, but yeah, and Kanye because, um, like Kanye said something that was very important. He said, uh, you know, artists should be like Fortune five hundreds, right? So instead of having a manager, you should have a CEO, right? And yeah. you should be able to 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 trade on Nasdaq, right? Like like he said, like Travis Scott should be able to like be a Fortune five hundred and go public, yeah, because like rather than just be like an artist, you know what I mean, um. And that's once you get away from like the system that is the music business and like a record contract. Like Travis Scott's big enough now to where like, I mean, controversy aside, like he can say like, "Fuck the record label," and I'm gonna hire all these business people and I'm gonna break down like everything that is the Travis Scott brand, and people can invest in that and buy stock in that and trade on Nasdaq. Like that 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 should be able to happen. Like he can pay for his own distribution, his own marketing. I mean Travis Scott's Rolodex is big enough to where like you think that he needs like epic records to like go on like MSNBC. Like fuck no. no. He needs no. like yeah, you think he needs like whatever record label to like put a billboard up in Times Square. Fuck no. Like I'm Travis Scott. I'm coming. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like <laughs> Yeah. And that's Travis. What I'm talking about like Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So Going off that point, dude, that would be insane. But it also makes so much sense because some of these like artists and athletes, they are really the most profitable people like or investments, if you want to even put it like that, you can make in the world. Like it, the difference between you say like Travis Scott, you know, Kanye, a Jay-Z, their businesses are really like billion dollar businesses. It's just exactly. built differently than the traditional company you would invest in, which has like, let's say employees or not, when you're really investing in the individual and their popularity and their own, you know, trade as they go on. If that was possible, man, that would really be revolutionary. You're able to invest in an individual. That, that would be like a game changer. But, but you, but you actually can do that. That's the thing. It's like, so now look at on the sports side, right? Like, so, like, even if you look at like the just the whole system is just kind of flawed in the older generation because they were like fooled or not fooled, but they were lured into doing like long term bad business. Like, again, like the worst words that's ever been brought to business is advanced or future earnings, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can be dumbfounded by a check, right? And like somebody could put like $10 million in front of you. And then end up making fifty million off of you, right? Um, but you just see ten million dollars, and you're gonna take it. So like, even like, like when you look at like sports memorabilia, and it's like, why do I need some like company to like set something up to where like I meet Jerry Rice and like get a signed jersey? Like Jerry Rice doesn't have the intel to hire people and put together a national, you know, like yeah. Why- but it's the money, it's the advance on future earnings, and they're just giving you a check and saying, show up here the micromanagement of it is there because it's hard to like be independent and bootstrap and figure this no matter how big your name is, you know, it's just easier just to be booked and show up. You know what I mean? Um, It's the same way. Like you look at the difference between Dave Chappelle and Kevin Hart, right? Like their businesses, like Dave Chappelle is more so just gets booked as talent. Kevin Hart has a production company where he's going to executive produce it. He's going to pay for the venue. He's going to control the hard tickets. He's going to control the pay. It's the same thing with yeah. Floyd Mayweather. It's the same thing with all these guys 
and you look at the differences with who they are in their sport versus their contemporaries and the money they've made or who they are in their industry and their contemporaries. It's like their willingness to like invest in themselves and be their own bosses. You know what I mean? Um, and on the sports side of the grassroots level, you're starting to watch that come to fruition now because before like even the NCAA, they could hide behind being nonprofit, you know what I yeah. mean? And amateurism and all, well, all that's out the door. We know you're making billions of dollars. Amateurism, stop it. Cause all these kids are now getting paid. They're allowed to get paid. They've been yeah. getting paid. Now they can do it above board. And they're doing all that because like, again, like they've realized like, for example, Mikey Williams said in the 10th grade, like, this is what's about to happen. I'm signing with this agency and I'm going to start doing deals now. That means I can't go to college. I can't go to college. But I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity to monetize right now because of some little, like, pretend stuff called amateurism. So, like, with my point in saying that is that, you know, as time goes on, you're going to start to watch more and more young players who are going to be more and more knowledgeable of brand knowledgeable of self and knowledgeable of long-term like how to monetize even after the ball stops bouncing and go from there like and another prime example is that of that is like odell beckham jr right like oh yeah you look at a guy like him who today like he's hurt and stuff like that but even as he's like turning 30 like um in a couple months like his name image and likeness far supersedes his talent and he's very talented that's my homie like i'm not talking about like that but his name image and likeness by far super it's the same thing deon sanders did, did at jackson state like deon sanders he's a first ballot nfl hall of famer like he like he was he like he would have never gone to jackson state like if as a player you know like yeah, that's, yeah. like but he is far beyond so i'm saying you're seeing the brand and what they're able to do with their brands that's like like OBJ doesn't even have a NFL contract and just put out a commercial with cash like, app yeah right. like he doesn't even have a doesn't even have a contract but he's still so like again algorithm what does that say for your algorithm what does that say for these check marks that's like oh you're more popular in the NFL or you know it's just everything is muffled but players are very brand conscious they know who they are Kendrick Lamar did a commercial cash app too they just he just left well he didn't leave but he completed his his uh, album obligation with the label he's been with since he was 17 years old and started his own thing right so what does that tell you about like all his most everything he's done that's been successful was with this label now he's on his own but the brand that is Kendrick Lamar can stand on its own it doesn't need you know what I mean so that's players are starting to realize that's why you see them transfer school so much they see because it's all just a vehicle to build their personal brand and keep it moving you know and, and also like they're they're expanding their earning horizon now like before it was just like when you're playing professionally um now it's like well i'm creating brand my earnings potential can start when i'm 15 16 years old go all the way till i'm 60 or 70 years exactly. old it's, exactly. it's all about expanding it. And which is awesome because, you know, especially in like sports like football, your career can only be so long because of how like, you know, violent the game can be to your body. And so expanding your brand to being able to have, you know, earnings power well beyond your years of playing, that's super important. I know Ace, you're incredibly busy. What I want you to do, plug more than basketball, 
your the company you've you know really risen to and, and I saw your um you did a uh, uh an article what was it with uh undefeated right um yeah. Yeah. yeah so like it's you guys have been everywhere and then also some cool projects like the video uh series if y'all haven't seen it uh check it out on youtube i saw the first episode the second episode just dropped uh like life with scotty barnes right the life with scotty uh, series so like tell everyone about the projects you're working on um where they can find more about you um and connect well um obviously our website is called more than basketball the brand.com uh and you know as far as like projects and everything we have like a bunch of different things we're working on. Um, you know, more than basketball is comprom is compl- comprised of seven different verticals, which is uh management services, which you know, I'll just give a brief synopsis of each yeah. management services. Like you see, like whether it's a Scotty Barnes, a Jalen Green, and Emmanuel Quigley, a Tyler Hero, whoever, you know, they, I don't want to leave anybody out, but you know, all these guys, um, whether it's like, you know, putting opportunities together for them or helping and aiding and anything off the court that they um so choose um you know that's what we do um then we also do like appearances you know they you know people for some reason want me to talk on cameras as you are right now <laughs> you want to come to their colleges or universities their schools their banquets whatever um community uh where we obviously go to these you know porn disenfranchised communities of color uh and are very impactful um doing very different various things um you know, we also do live events, whether it's, you know, a party at the end, uh, at All-Star Weekend to, you summer know. Summer League. Uh, Don't yeah, forget Summer League, man. Summer League <laughs> to our high school season tip-off we're doing uh, at Santa Monica College, December 3rd and 4th. Uh, you know, different events uh, like that um, that we have going on. Um, we also do, um, we also do a bunch of uh, merchandise stuff. Um, we're actually in communication with uh, several uh, AAU teams across the country. We did uh, something called the Legacy Edition Shorts, where we did these like dope high end like shorts that kind of like uh, kind of like uh, drew inspiration from like Don C, who did like a bunch of like dope like merch collabs with like some NBA teams. Like, uh, and we did we figured like we could do something like that on the AAU level because these are like legacy brands now. They've been around for 20, 30 years. Uh, we do stuff like that, um, collaboration, uh, collaborations, uh, as well as like working with other different companies to do a bunch of like merch collabs. Like we're actually in conversations with Tech Runs, uh, which is like these uh, pickup games they have like all over the country. Uh, okay. We bring like pe- people in the tech world together uh, to play, you know, to hoop, whether it's in Miami, L.A., New York, you know, Chicago, wherever. Um, we're right now we're trying to secure um, the the uh contract to do their merch um and design some dope merch for them stuff like that as well as like miami hoop school um uh, andrew moran is a friend of mine he uh also coaches the boozer twins uh carlos boozer was like the top players in the rising sophomore class but um he has a really dope uh thing he built in miami and where you know again management services you know which uh you know um you know uh, merchandise comes under, underneath that umbrella as well. Um, and then finally, like I said, we're heavy into the tech space. Um, yeah. Do a lot of different things in tech with different companies, whether it's, you know, consulting, marketing, branding, um, you know, uh, all types of things. So, uh, you know, we're kind of moving around, kind of doing some 
cool, dope things. Um, and I'm looking forward to continued success um, and as well as like being impactful to young people from all ages. You know, I have relationships with kids, uh, you know, at all ages, all levels of their career. And, um, you know, whether it's business and, you know, we, you know, earn together or, you know, just like being a, a friend, you know, mm -hmm. I'm here to help and, you know, everything's not about money all the time. And, um, you know, just being able to be impactful and being able to be a, a, a person, a vessel, a person that can help them because, you know, it is an extreme change once your name shows up on YouTube and people put top 25 or first round pick or all-star whatever next to your name yeah. those are real drastic changes in your world um and it's often hard to handle so um you know you kind of do those things well said I'm, I'm gonna put the links and all the resources on the description here um but yeah this is like the case in point uh it's all the listeners out there like if you believe in something and you're passionate enough about something and you, you can really see a way to help people like this is anything is possible. Right. And so um, I, I really, you know, commend you, man. I, uh, I appreciate, you know, everything you've done in my life, everything you've done in countless people's lives uh, to improve the game um, and to improve people. So, you know, it's been an honor having you on. Uh, hopefully, you know, we bring you back on here and, and very soon uh, under even more exciting circumstances and uh, look forward to it, man. I appreciate you for coming on today. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Um, you're uh, uh, not only a good person, but a, a good leader of people. And uh, you know, a lot of people in the business uh, business would be a much um, better, you know, place if more people were like you and didn't have to be so like cutthroat, you know, back backstabbing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like, um, I appreciate your approach in business and your approach as a person. And, uh, you know, uh, you're somebody I go, go to war with and go to war for 10 out of 10 times. I appreciate you, my guy. Thanks for coming on, everyone. I'll post this uh, later tonight. And Ace, see you in LA soon. All right, my brother, take care. All right.